Growing up, I was taught that you can't be what you can't see. So when there was a desire to have something better or do something greater, I always learned to look for an example. Today, as we honor Black History Month, I want to introduce you to a couple who inspires me because of the way that they walk with the Lord and that they love each other. Welcome to In the Meantime with the Season Single. This is Episode 8. Hope for the Black Family. Excited to introduce you guys to Aaron and LaDoya Pearson. They host a podcast where they talk about relationships and marriage and most of all their faith. So I wanted to bring them on today to get some insight and wisdom for those of us who are still in the waiting. So let's jump into the conversation now. Hey guys, this is Angela from The Season Single, and I am here today with A.P. and Toya. What's up, Angie? We're just welcoming you into the family. One of my favorite aunties' name is Angela, so I just feel like... Awesome! (laughs) Yes, yes, I appreciate that. I want you guys to give the listeners um, a little background on you. First of all, we always do church shout-outs, so give you a shout-out to your church, your small group, your pastor. We have to give a shout out to Greater Shiloh Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, pastor Philip Davis and co-pastor Christina Davis is our pastor. And um, I actually am employed by my church full time, which is a blessing. Okay. So, yeah, it's, it's, we, we, we love the ministry. We've been there about, what, two years? Yeah, it's going to be two years. Yeah. So what ministry do you lead? We're actually over uh, our social media and creative coordinator at the church. So we have... Uh, five campuses and I'm, I'm over the social media for all campuses and, um, and creative stuff. So anything that has to get, you know, video wise or mm-hmm. going on between the campuses, I'm the person that's what they for. Uh, yeah, at church. No, no, at church. No, oh, no. Okay. Just in general, I am a registered nurse. Um, I work in labor and delivery. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for about six years now. I've been a nurse for 11, and it's just, I love what I do. So, I want you to tell people how you guys met. We actually are uh, high school sweethearts. We met, um, I was a sophomore, and she was a freshman. Um, I was, we tell the story all the time. I was in her math class, and that shows you exactly how smart I was. (laughs) So, I was in her math, you know, I just thought she was so beautiful. So, of course, I didn't have the courage to walk up to it, though. You know, back in the day, what we do is we write a note, you know, let her know and everything like that. And, um, yeah, and 20 years later, we, we still here. 20 years. We are with three kids. Three kids. And <laughs> we, we're celebrating our 15-year anniversary in July. Congratulations. That is awesome. 
Let me ask you this. Did you guys have a strong faith even in, at your young age? Um, I think Aaron, Aaron was raised in the church. I would go to church when I was younger, but it wasn't something on a consistent basis. It was more like Christmas time, Easter, you get mm-hmm. dressed in outfit and go. But I think I, I came, my, my relationship with Christ increased when I was in adult. I grew up, you know, um, in the church and, and grew up directing choirs and stuff like kind of straight away from that as well. So we were together for a long time. Um, and we weren't, didn't really have a church. And at that point, I kind of, my relationship with Christ kind of fell off. I had church hurt. And, and I didn't do with Christianity. So I was just, you know, doing my own thing. And then finally, um, probably a year two into our marriage, maybe? Maybe a year um, two? No, I think it was like eight months. It was oh, yeah. it was eight months because I was pregnant with our first child, oh, yeah. and we just happened. Aaron was looking for work um, in the church, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting how God works because he he was just looking for a job. We, we met um, someone that we went to school with. His father was a pastor. He's like, man, my you know my come on by. My dad is looking for someone who can need help at the church, and and we sat down before we know we're like crying in their living room. We're like, give back to Christ. And, no, but, but let me and, let me tell you this part. So I was so done with Christianity, I started using music as a way to pimp the church. Like I really, I went to church services to get money. That's why. So when I went with someone, our friend said, hey, my father needs a musical director, a minister of music. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. You know, that's whatever. I was really thinking about the money. Went there, I'm like, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. I I went to the service, I sang, everything went well. And then he started preaching. And the word of God just, just pricked my heart and then, Mm -hmm. First service, we knew exactly that was gonna be our our church, and we served in that church for ten years. So, um, you know, we have to relocate to Pennsylvania. So uh, that's why we left the church. But um, yeah, God really, really met us exactly where, when we needed it and where we needed it. So, yeah. And I think God knew at that time that we just needed Him. We were becoming parents. We were young too. We were twenty-one. So we just, we needed something more to believe in and we needed something to be able to teach our, teach our son too. So it was just it was perfect timing. Perfect. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. So I love the story and I think it's a real one. If we're all honest, our past with the Lord isn't really straight. Sometimes we fall off and veer off, you know, uh, but you know, when you're raised right, you know how to come back. And when God comes for you, he got you, you know? <laughs> you guys are very honest on your podcast about your challenges, about your experiences. How do you think uh, your experiences can help those of us who are waiting on God to send us Mr. and Mrs. Wright? Um, so I was just, it was interesting when I, um, when I heard this question, because I was just having this conversation with my girlfriend, who's also going through the same season right now. She's in her 30s. She's waiting. She wants to be married. She wants to have kids. It's like, she eats sleep. Like, this is just her, you know, her greatest desire right now. And I was just encouraging her to really embrace the season that she's in. Like, I know you're waiting. I know you want a husband. I know you want kids. Like, all of her friends around her are married, they have kids, you know, she wants that too. So I kept telling her, you know, I prayed with her and I told her, I said, you want to embrace this season to really work on your relationship with God. God is doing something through you right mm-hmm. now. Time. I know you want that, but just really embrace where you're in right now. Work on yourself, work on your relationship with the Lord 
have that intimate relationship because when you do get into a relationship with someone else, sometimes the challenges that do come up when you're in a relationship, just that foundation that you've grown and you've worked on on yourself, you know, really helps you in that time when you're in that relationship, when you're in that marriage. Um, also, I think too, just um, working on yourself, just working on, on loving on yourself and liking you. My mom always tells me, if you don't work on you and you don't like you, how are other people going to, you know, want to be around you and like you too? So I Amen. think, you know, and three, I think mom said, work on getting your bag, work on getting <laughs> that money, <laughs> make sure that you are financially secure. Want to come into this marriage home? You want to be mentally whole, spiritually whole, and also financially too. I think you know you should work on on getting yourself right, educating yourself, and being ready and prepared for marriage. Now that's wisdom. <laughs> what are some of the things that you thought you were prepared for for marriage, but you realized that you weren't once you got in it? I, I think uh, I thought I was prepared to lead and i did not i i thought you, know, you think of the of the uh, image of what a husband is supposed to be like what a man is supposed to be like and they're leading their family they know exactly what to do the the wife takes the orders and this and that and so when i got into um marriage i realized i didn't know as much as i i didn't know as much as i thought i did <laughs> i just the mistakes that we made early in our marriage i had to take a lot of the blame for it um because of my ego, because of my pride, I put us in a lot of situations to where, um, you know, I just wasn't leading correctly. I wasn't, mm -hmm. as, a, as a husband, I wasn't leading as a friend. Um, I wasn't leading as a father. Uh, so it was just a, a lot of mistakes were made. Um, backtracking, coming, you know, coming from a broken home, I really didn't have an example of what it meant to be a husband. So I really was going off of what I saw on TV and what the vibrato was of what a man should be like. And I miserably failed. And so, uh, but the great thing about failing is that you, you it's, it's never a loss. It's always a learned experience. You know what I mean? So going forward, I didn't have to make those same, just same mistakes, but I also got to show to other people who were coming into marriages and uh, letting them know nothing to be perfect. But at the same time, you have to make sure that you put God first and make sure you guys are communicating with each other. I made a lot of mistakes. And um, I think I think I'm better and stronger for it now, right? You are. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Knowing what you know now, being on the other side, AP, what advice would you give single men, especially black men? Let's talk to black men. What advice would you give them as they consider marriage? Uh, I, I would honestly say, I think my wife said it too, that one-on-one, -on -one, have that one-on-one -on -one relationship with God. I, I think that, because you're going to have times where you thought you had it all figured out, you thought everything was working correctly, and you may have those times of failure. I feel like as a man, we should always have, especially as a black man, we should always have a relationship with Christ. Because when you fall, he's always there to center you. Yeah. If I didn't have Christ in my life, my marriage would be gone. I, I, I'm 100% sure my marriage would be gone, and I'd be in a bad way as a man. Um, and the other thing is, <clears throat> I'll prepare myself to lead. And how do you do that? Prepare yourself by, again, having a relationship with God, by reading, by seeking wise counsel, by continuing to put yourself in uh, groups of men that can uh, sow into you as what, uh, a husband is supposed to be because if you don't really have an example in front of you 
case in point, a father or grandfather, seeking wise counsel and, and great, great communication with people that are married and are happily married, happily married uh, is, is the key. And so the more that people pour into you, the more you'll be able to uh, regurgitate those things when it comes to your marriage. So yeah, definitely seeking wise counsel and like company. Uh, be, have company of people that, that you want to uh, be in their image of, you know? So yeah, that's the most important thing I would say. That's good. That's good. So what was one of the most influential books that you read that like pierced your heart as a husband saying, man, I'm not meeting the mark. You know, it's actually one that I actually just read. Um, it's actually from, um, it's not even a Christian book, but it's, uh, Charlemagne the God has wrote, wrote a book where he just talked about how being strong mentally is one thing because sometimes we don't know what it means to fail. And, and, having, and being able to bounce back from failure, mm -hmm. generational curses, to bounce back from, you know, things that plagued us as, as, men, as black men, um, it, it really made me put things in perspective, my past and, and how I was brought up. And now it's starting to change the way I think about things. So it actually was a recent book that I just, that I just read. Um, but I think more, I, I read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read, you um, also read um, A Man After God's Own Heart. Oh, yes. Ooh. I, I forced That's why she's trying to remember, help me remember, because she forced <laughs> me to read but um yeah I, I like to read things that that, that helped me to turn the clock forward instead of backwards because i, I came from a lot of things a lot of generational curses it really was hard for me i made a lot of mistakes uh early but you know being able to now correct a lot of those things is probably the i'm probably in the best timing of my life right now which is nice we were so into other people now. Did you guys see counseling? Did you go to counseling before you got married? Talk to me about what that looked like. Yes. So when we got married, we were 20, 20 and 21. Mm -hmm. We were very young. So <laughs> yes, when our parents found out that we were getting married, they were like, please don't elope. I don't know why they kept saying you know, We were so in love. We were, so we were like, yeah, okay, we what y'all say? Like, we about here. We Heavily heels, just ready to do yeah. anything for each other. And, but um, we did actually. The person that gave us counseling was a very special person, so he was Aaron's cousin. Yeah. Um, so we had multiple counseling sessions um with him. And at that time, now that I think back on it, we were so young. We were like babies, pretty much. We're yeah. still figuring out ourselves, much less to you know enter in a relationship with someone and commit your life to someone. Yeah. But um, we we I I. Still to this day, I remember all the counseling sessions, and and in our first one, he kept asking Aaron, like, "Well, why did you pick Latoya?" He his answer was like, "Oh, she's pretty. She's pretty." He's like, "No, dig deeper. Like, let's dig deeper than that." But um, we still some of the foundational stuff that we learned sure. during that time. We still and he's still he's still a person of um, of use when we go through things and stuff, because you are going to go through things. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's my cousin, Damien, he's a pastor. He married us. And um, yeah, that counseling, probably, you know, like you said, we can harp back to those things now. He, he was amazing just being able to prepare us for what marriage really looks like. Not just, the, oh, I love you, you love me, but what does marriage really mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. one more thing, and even before, like I, I just remembered this too, mm -hmm. even before we learned about praying, like he taught us oh, about yeah. praying about over our spouse. He, he told us like, 
Like, even when your spouse doesn't even know, like, oh, Aaron will wake up sometimes and he'll be like, whoa, what are you doing? I'm got a like, hand on my forehead and all of them. <laughs> I got oil on his oil on my- <laughs> No, that's right. His lips. I just be just covering him and praying over him while he's sleeping and just um, asking God to guide him, protect him, um, you know, help him with his leadership. So he really encouraged and, and reminded us you know, how good it is to, to pray um, over your spouse. That's actually some of the best prayers, too. Like, when I pray over you, like, when you're knocked out, like... And you wake up moisturized. Yeah, no, no. When you're, knocked, <laughs> when you're knocked out, and I'm, like, praying over you, the best prayers, because I don't even realize some of the stuff that I that I hold inside of me, you know what I mean? And, and mm-hmm. these things are coming out, and I'm just, like, praying. It's, it's some of the best prayers. You know? So, um, a lot of stuff I don't even tell you but yeah. I get to be and God just have these great conversations when I'm just praying over you like yeah. next to you it, 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 yeah. and I think it's awesome too because sometimes God reveals to me things that he's going through yeah. that he hasn't even mentioned or he doesn't even feel That's you know like, yeah like yeah you know. <laughs> God will reveal things to me that he's going through but he hasn't even you know told me and then I get to cover him in prayer it's just like yeah. it's amazing how God works that's awesome. So, Toya, I heard you mention earlier that you have a friend who is in, who is basically a seasoned single. How do you walk with her in this? I want you to give some words of wisdom to friends of seasoned singles. How can they help to support us as we journey into the unknown? Um, yeah, so I have my, one of my very good friends, as I said before, is um, in this season right now. And I just, I find that I can't, um, you know, a lot of times when I call her and I'm like, oh, I'm going here with Anne or we're going on this date, like Valentine's Day tomorrow. And I'm telling her, I'm like, I plans, like, we're going to see this movie or we're going to get dinner. He's going to surprise me somewhere. He told me to get dressed up and, you know, be ready for this time. Like, I, I try to, I try to encourage her. I try to encourage her. I try to make sure that um that she's looking forward to something but also i find it's really important for her to really embrace the season that you're in like a lot of the time before i met Anne, well I, I was a young teenager but i embraced my my singleness like i i just find that um i guess what i'm trying to say is just to embrace uh the season that you're in and i encourage her i encourage i encourage her and i let her know like god has somebody out there for you like somebody is out there um you know keep praying praying working on yourself and and like don't lose hope because god has someone out there for you i know i know you asked you asked toya but um i think you asked what um the best thing a friend could do for that person is to one not lord over them and be like when you get married when you do like when, why, why are you not doing this yeah. you, you definitely want to be as supportive as possible because um i have a friend as well and she's she's single and and before she has a any type of boyfriend she brings him to me mm-hmm. because she's like brother and you kind of see things that i don't get to see and stuff like that and he gets she sees me and my wife and, and other married couples and she wants, she wants what we have and so i just i love i always try and encourage her that don't settle for don't settle for less. You you have so much going for you. You're beautiful. You're smart. You 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 have a go getter attitude. You're you're so this the package that you have is something that somebody will treasure one day. So don't settle for any type of foolishness. That's it. You can have fun. 
dating and, and just being a, a good person and having friends, but don't settle for just anybody because you want to be in a relationship. Because that's where you get to, if you give people your time that don't deserve your time, that's when you can really start to mess yourself up. Come on. You really start to just, you put yourself in situations to where you, should, you know for a fact you should not be in. And that's because you had no business being with that person in the beginning. So just make sure you know who you give your energy to, who you give your time to, and who you give your heart to. Um, and not to rush the process. That's good. That's good. So what would you, AP, say to the brother? Because, you know, sometimes brothers, they, it take them a long time. <laughs> I, I would honestly say, um, know what you're looking for. And the reason, let me, let me tell you why, why I say that. Because we... Everybody as humans, we're going to look at each other's physical appearance first. We're going to look at them physically, and sometimes the physical appearance will allow the other stuff to walk by. Even though you see it walking right in front of you, you let the other stuff, well, I know she's a little bit crazy, but she's very beautiful. <laughs> no, I ain't talking about you. Not now, you kind of, you, you, right now, you're good. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, if you sign the beer. Just know the signs will always be there. But you also know that God has somebody assigned for you. And you don't have to rush the process. I say the same thing to men and women. Don't rush the process. Yeah. Get to know people. Get to know their heart. Get to know their, their family. Get to know their their, uh, their wants, their, their desires, their dreams. Get to know everything that that, that person is about. And, um, and take time in the process. That's, be, patience is, is a hard thing to do. We find each other when we're young. And, um, and and God knew what he was doing. My wife came from a whole other country. She came from South America to a town that I just moved into that I didn't want to move into and somehow found each other. And so if God can bring somebody from South America here for me into a town that I didn't want to go into, then I know he's designing this thing. He's weaving this thing for, 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 for something to be great. And so just be patient. Be patient and, and continue to and it's evolve. it's hard. It's hard to be patient. It is. Like, I have a friend, another friend now that's walking through this, and it's hard. She's meeting guys and guys that are just not right for her. She mm. knows. Like, we don't even have to say, girls, like, you know. You already mm -hmm. know. You're going to be messing with him. And she knows. Like, just that, just the waiting, that waiting for that right one. You're praying, you're waiting, you're reading these books, you're mm. working on yourself, you're doing all these things. And just that, just encouraging her to, like keep being patient. Like yeah. you said, don't settle. I think that's good advice. Don't don't settle. Don't settle because God has someone out there for you. And not only does God have some out someone out there for you, you're worth not settling. You know, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you, you down you bring down yourself when you say, Okay, well he doesn't have all these things, but he treats me nice. Like those other things matter too. So because if you wanna if you get into a relationship where you're gonna spend time and effort you want to make sure that you're at least happy and know that I'm giving 100% of what I have. He's giving 100%. And you can't go into it thinking that that other 60% messed up is going to even, even itself out. So patience, patience, patience. Yeah, definitely. That's good. So I want to ask this because the reason I kind of started the season single um, community is because there are so many churches where it feels like there's no place for you if you're older and you're single. Talk about what your church is doing to help mitigate that issue and speak to other churches about the importance of taking care of us. Because I'm going to tell you what, 
the world has great community. Oh yeah, the one thing I love about my church is that we have uh, we have connect groups there, and so connect groups. They have a single connect group. They have a divorce connect group. They have a widow widow uh, a connect group. They have they have a connect group for every single person, and so the community there um, that that they create at, at Greater Shiloh is one that is is, is very nurturing. And that's the one thing we love. You you can find anything you want. You can find at that church, and so then nobody's down on you. Nobody nobody is there to judge you. Um, I I love that we actually have connect groups to, to speak to single people, to speak to people that are um, taking a vow of celibacy. This you know it's just so many. It's probably over a hundred connect groups at our at our church where people can just meet during the week. They can meet yeah. whenever. Go have lunch, go down, and, and they can just really yeah. just live life together. And it's, yeah. it's so dope to me. And I think it meets them where, it meets everyone where they are too. That's yeah. one of the reasons we fell in love with the church because even though it's a larger church, mm-hmm. like there's a, there's a connect group, there's a little, we feel like a little family that's connected in this larger, you know, mm-hmm. this larger family. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like they have more activities for singles. Yeah, I know, right? They <laughs> They're always hanging out and going places and yeah. doing things. Yeah. Well, that's great. And that is a rarity in these days. Usually once you get over 30, if you're not married, there's really not a whole lot for you. I mean, you can hang out with the 70 and up group, but I mean, you know, you're going to be distributing medicines. (laughs) 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 But that's the truth. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that, that, yeah. that is so true. Though. I mean, a lot of churches don't have an outlet for things. And if they do have this, um, yeah, we know another church um, in Jersey, um, Agape Family Worship Center, they have they have everything for singles. They, their singles ministry is popping. Like they, like, they do, they go on cruises, they go on, they go on, uh, they have dances, they have, I mean, they have so much stuff they, that for singles. Their singles ministry is thriving. And, um, People got married in the single vision. No, I mean, no, people get married. But what I'm saying is they have stuff like you don't have to just be at home like oh, another Friday night. Like now nah, you, you go out, they they got something. Yeah, they can fellowship, man. That's that's dope. But more church need to do that. Yes, that's awesome. I'm I'm gonna have to come visit and see what's happening, what's popping out there. <laughs> so one thing that I really love about the podcast, and I follow you guys on Instagram is the prayer. I love the daily prayers that you'll do. Um, And it just seems like prayer is such an integral part of your life. If you were single at this time of your life, how would you be praying for your spouse? Um, Now that I'm married, I think I would be praying for my spouse, one for for leadership. Now that we've been through a few years of uh, learning each other, I would be praying for God uh, not only to first to send me the right person, because I think we get so tired of waiting that we're just and we get to a certain age like you're just willing to accept whatever's coming your way. Like, yeah, like you know, like thank you, Jesus, for sending me this man. But I will be praying for God to send me send me the right man. Send me the man that's going to be not only in alignment with God, but in alignment with me, in alignment with my values, um, someone that um, 
can really help to take me to that next level. Mm. And our walk together with Christ, just, you know, just as a couple, somebody that's going to come and compliment me. That's, um, that's the word I was looking for. Compliment, yeah, yeah compliment. Yeah. Um, and I would just be praying for um, a, a friend. Can I, can I, yes, I would be yeah. praying for a friend. Like, you know, we've been married going on now for 15 years. And there's some times where I'm like, oh, I can't stand you. Just <laughs> <laughs> the fact that our friendship, like yeah. I find like our friendship always brings us together. We It always reminds us why we're doing this, why we're trying to do life together. Like, you know, our friendship, we can laugh together. We can just do fun things because life just get rough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you're together, just all different seasons knowing that we can lean on each other. So I definitely pray for a partner, friend, and someone that can be and helping to get closer to God together. Yeah. I, I would say prayer would be please help me to find someone that compliments me. Because I feel like my wife compliments me because of the things that I uh have trouble with, she picks up the slack. And so it's kinda like we're working together in tandem to make sure that we are trying to be the best people that we can be. So I, I feel like where I fall short, she's very strong in that area. Like, I'm very strong, but when we work together, it's like the synergy is amazing. And so I would ask God, um, just send me my confidence. Somebody that's going to be able to hold me up when I'm down and vice versa. Somebody that's going to stimulate me mentally, that's gonna spirit, uh, stimulate me spiritually. You know, just in every aspect of life, I just want somebody that's going to be uh, a companion, a partner that we can just grow and do life together. Because... You know, sometimes you get into relationships and people feel that they bring, I bring way more to the relationship than he does and it, or she does, vice versa. And they feel like somebody always has to be uh, a leader in that relationship. Like, if, if I don't say it, it really doesn't happen. No, we, the decisions that we make, you know, we do them together. And she lets me lead. That's the, She lets me lead, but she also lets me know what her opinion is. Mm. She also lets me know but if you feel this way, we're gonna rock with it. But just know this is how I feel about <laughs> it. And so and so good, bad, or indifferent, she lets me, you know, be able to do those things. But I would I would be praying, God, send me somebody that compliments exactly who you've made me to be. Yeah. I think that's about it. So we're gonna get ready to wrap up with rapid fire questions. What is your favorite movie? Favorite movie? Uh, love and Basketball. I, I love uh, Remember the Titans. Hey, sports. All right. All right. <laughs> favorite books? Favorite book, uh, Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. Nice. It's so good. If you haven't read it, read it. You'll be challenging yourself to say yes into so many things. Like one year, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. This will be rapid. I will. TV series. Blackish. Oh, yes. yes. And favorite podcast. Oh, season singled. I, lo I love season. <laughs> Great choice. Um, For me, oh, I have so many podcasts. Sarah Jakes, I listen to Women Evolve. I listen mm -hmm. to. Washington has a really good um, podcast. Financial, too. right? Financial. Yeah, it's financial, but she covers everything. So Patrice Washington, I don't know why I'm not remembering the name right now, but Patrice Washington and Sarah Jake, woman of all. Thank you. Listen to 
I listen to everything. I listen to stuff uh, not Christian as well. Oh, so God. I don't know. <laughs> How can people find your podcasts and follow you on Instagram? Yes, our Instagram is at aptoya, T-O-Y-A. And you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Spotify. We're on YouTube. SoundCloud. Everything is AP Toya Podcast. Yes. <laughs> so just AP Toya Podcast, and you can listen to them and follow their journey as parents, as leaders, as servants, and I'm telling you, you will be encouraged. Thank you guys so much for taking time to jump on with me tonight. We appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode of In the Meantime with the Season Single. I'm your host, Angela Hines. I want to say thank you so much for joining me. And I want to ask you to make sure that you rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend or two. And let's continue the conversation. Let's discuss this on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at the Season Single on Instagram and the season single on Facebook. Thanks so much, guys. And remember, in the meantime, remember you can't be what you can't see. So find someone who is where you want to be and learn all you can from them. <laughs>